Are you or someone you know wondering about what your next career move should be? Perhaps you're telling yourself, I don't know what I want exactly, but I know this isn't it. If so, stay tuned in. I'm Lou Blazer and you're listening to Second Breaks, a weekly show where we explore stories of people navigating a changing world of work and thriving in their chosen careers. This is episode number 97. You know, if I were asked, name one thing that most people of all genders, of all walks of life, no matter what they do for a living, have experienced at least once in their lives, either through first-hand experience or through a friend or family member, my answer would be something about figuring out what someone really wants to do with their life. And 90% of that time, that question has something to do with what they want to do for a living, what they want to do for work, what they want to do with their career. We know this story, right? We know at least one person who's asked this question. What do I want to do, really, with my life, with my career? Maybe you're even asking yourself that question right now. I started asking myself this question in my early 30s, I think. Although, I certainly didn't know it at that time, that this was the question I was asking, I mean. It started as a hum, like a question that was there in the back of my mind that became persistent over time. And that hum sounded like, hmm... I wonder what else is out there. Looking back now, that is likely the time that I started this fascination of mine around the topic, figuring out what we really want to do with our lives and our careers. Initially, it was, you know, to try and arrive at the answer for myself. And then later, simply because I find, you know, this topic an interesting subject to study. Yeah, I'm a bit of a nerd, I guess. <laughs> you know, I've read countless books and articles, sought advice from different folks, listened to speeches and talks that explore the topic. And it's not a surprise when you think about it that I ended up hosting a podcast that explores these stories, right? By the way, on the show notes, I'll put a link to a couple of the books that have an interesting take on this topic. So what I can tell you from all this ongoing work of mine on this topic is that there are many different ways and approaches that people arrive at the answer to this question, you know, to this big question of what do I really want to do with my life, with my career, right? There isn't just one method. Now, when I was in school, my advisor taught me one way of arriving at my answer, but I realized that's just one way of getting to it. And the more I hear of the stories and the more I study this space, this topic, the more I understand that there are any number of approaches. Yes, there are common threads for sure, but there are many ways of assembling the parts pieces. So when I ran into Julia James's practice, I was immediately interested in bringing her to the show so I can ask her about her approach. Julia James is a career coach who helps her clients get clear on their fulfilling career. What I found intriguing about her approach is the way she integrates body, mind, and spirit to get to the heart of what matters most for her clients. Julia uses the phrase career clarity, and right off the bat, I asked her about what she means by this and how we achieve clarity, even when we feel that we don't know what we want exactly. Now, during our chat, Julia wore her coach hat. And so today's episode isn't a story about Julia and her career journey, but rather her process how and why she uses a holistic approach when working with her clients. But she also provides three practical steps that you can start on your own to explore an integrated mind-body-spirit approach to figuring out the answer to your big question. 
Now, this show, Second Breaks, is brought to you by Ant Thriving. Ant Thriving is a professional network supporting people who want to thrive in their chosen field of work. Ant Thriving members get access to one-on-one mentoring, resources and tools for designing and planning their career move, and the opportunity to create valuable professional connections. Now, this is actually a good time to explore if Ant Thriving is right for you because we are open for founding members this month of May. So be sure to check it out. You can learn more about Ant Thriving at endthriving.net. Again, that's endthriving.net. Okay, let's get on with the show. As with most coaches and their chosen modality, Julia's career coaching approach stems from her own experience. It's been a big part of my life, my life path. And also, again, my path into my own career clarity was very much based on starting, you know, to take this, these mini retreats to connect with my inner wisdom and to also connect with my body. That phrase, career clarity, is prominent in Julia's work. I asked her what she means by that phrase. What does it mean for us to have found clarity around our career path? To me, what it means is when you've found, so I'm going to start with when you are in that place of you've found your clarity. That's what it looks like is that you are in a career, you are on a career path where you feel fully aligned with just who you are. So essentially you show up at work, you do your work, you do your business just as who you are. So there's real difference between you the person and you the professional and so essentially it's like this alignment um, to really finding the place where you can be yourself and show up as yourself and feel great you know being Mm -hmm. yourself every day (laughs) that is essentially what it is and it sounds simple but when you think about it it's like so many people you know, feel like they're going to work and and they have to sort of, you know, make believe that they're someone else or have to put on a facade or have to, you know, go through the motions or and and then how many people, you know, sit at their desk feeling like they would rather be elsewhere. You know, when you're looking for a job, you don't necessarily, I mean, at least I don't hear this often that when people are looking for jobs that they're looking for, you know, an opportunity that they can be themselves. They're usually looking for some other things, right? And then and often it's like whoever they want me to be is who I will present myself as during the interview and who I will show up as. Yeah. And isn't that taxing to play chameleon game? So much energy. It takes so much energy to put up that facade, to uh, you know, make that impression, to continuously fake it. It's it takes an enormous amount of energy, and it, so it really. That's why so many people feel so drained at the end of the workday because it takes a lot of energy to do that, to put that up, and also uh, what ends up happening. You know, as much as you maybe try to get that job and be the person they want you to be, and all of that you end up hating it, you know, you end up dreading your work, you end up, you know, Mondays are horrible, and you always feel like, oh, I'm waiting for the day to pass, I'm waiting for the week to pass, I'm waiting for the month to pass, I'm waiting for retirement, waiting, waiting, waiting. So, 
essentially, when you get on that path of finding your clarity of what's truly right for you and start asking the questions of like, what is it, you know, what are the things that I truly like to do and what are the things that I actually, you know, value and, and what has meaning to me. When you start asking those questions and essentially get the clarity inside, then you can start attracting the career that truly is aligned with who you are. And then it, everything becomes so much easier because, you know, the, the activities that you do at work energize you. The mm -hmm. environment that you've chosen for yourself energizes you, inspires you. Mm -hmm. and, um, and the, the, the content of the work, like the, the why, you know, you're doing that is aligned with with what you truly care about so that is so energizing and so then no longer you have to like wait for evenings and weekends to live and by the way, what often happens for people that sort of are in that place of like waiting for the evenings and weekends to to live is that because they're so drained by the end of the day and by the end of the week that they actually also don't really get to live that time, you know? When you said, you know, if we start asking ourselves, like, what is important to me or who am I or, you know, th those kinds of things, I also often encounter people who tell me, and I'm sure you probably hear this too in your line of work, that they have, quote, unquote, no idea. Like, I have no idea what I want to do next, right? I guess first question to you is, is it really true that they have no idea based on your experience? And because you also talk about accessing our own sort of wisdom, right? And so how, how, do, we, how do we access that if we're saying, I have no idea what I want to do for my career? It's so true. Like people really do often feel like I have no idea what it is that's right for me. No, this is not working. <laughs> Do know it's like yes, this job, this like waiting for the end of the week, waiting for retirement. This is not working for me. Yeah, and it's making me sick. It's you know, and all those things. So they know that. But what is it that I do want? If they if they had the answer to that they would probably be out there pursuing <laughs> Exactly. So, so that's essentially why, you know, they come to see me or they come to see you or other professionals because they feel like they don't know. And what I, what I see in the coaching process, what I see happening is that I'm actually drawing the answers out of them, you know? So essentially I do believe that they, the answers do reside within. And um, and essentially it's through questions and I do a lot of, um, you know, uh, guided journeys. I call them guided mini retreats. So where I essentially access more of the subconscious part of the mind mm -hmm. versus, mm -hmm. you know, our logical brain. <laughs> it's really about getting out of the way, helping the client get out of their way. Because as long as we are trying to figure this out in our head, it usually doesn't work because it's in our heart. <laughs> the answers are in our heart and the answers are um, a little deeper. And so it's really about accessing that inner wisdom. And so that's where I would say the number one thing is, is really um, full on, um, yeah, just uh, 
permission to reach out for support. Because even though the wisdom is actually within you, it's one of the hardest things to draw that out yourself. Especially when you're already drained, feeling, you know, low confidence because you're in this job where you're faking it every day, you're not happy. So it's very, very hard to get to these places. But with a skilled coach, you can actually find your own answers because you believe it's your own answers, but you can find them, you can access them. And I don't think I would have found my own path without the help of a coach, you know years ago when I was stuck in that office where I was dreading work is like I don't think I would have been able to say oh Julia you are a coach that's torn. like you know that's it like that answer it took about for me it took about you know almost a year of actually inquiring and being with that question of like what is it that I'm supposed to be when I grow up sometimes the the challenge especially when you talk about tapping into like getting away or getting our minds or our brain out of the way so that we can listen to the to the inner wisdom is that especially in the corporate world we are inundated with messages external messages around what a successful professional is supposed to be and expectations like if you studied this or if you have that degree or you know how to get you know all these ideas that are implanted in our heads sometimes they're so embedded that we don't even realize that's not what we want do you know what I mean like if you've been hearing it all your life Mm -hmm. it's hard sometimes to you know to get to the point where it says you know what that's not actually what I want that's just what everybody else expects of me yes and so that is absolutely true and again the coaching process helps with that Because that's where you actually have the permission to really inquire. Is that truly what I want? Or is that what I think I should? So my my radar always goes on when it's like, when I hear the should word. It's like, do you want that? Or do you think you should want that? (laughs) It's like really getting clear on what is it that you truly want. You know, and there are people that, that love the corporate path and that thrive in that corporate path. And it's not for everyone. And it's really about getting clear what is true for you. So, so one of my one of my steps <laughs> is actually to to um, stop looking outside for the answer. Because of course, when you're stuck in a job that's not working for you, what do people do first? Well, they go on the internet, they look for postings, they, you know, study the job market, they look outside. Where can I go and fit in again? (laughs) Exactly. And and so essentially that's repeating the same pattern. So essentially stop like that, that, you know, save yourself that time because, because when you are already when you're already in that place where you say, I don't know, you know, what's next, this will just add to the confusion. Look for that information outside of you. So that's my first step. And that is so true. And along those lines, even if you're saying, because I, I know some folks who like go, they, they, they contact recruiters and stuff like that, but the recruiters aren't going to help you figure out what you want. The recruiters are just going to help you 
like there is this opening and how you fit in this particular vacancy, right? They're not going to help you figure out what you want. Yeah, they're going to help you sell yourself to that job. But are you happy? I've worked with many people that have been, you know, that had worked with recruiters, you know, a number of times. And they had, you know, they had been put into all these, you know, very prestigious positions, but none of them were actually right for them. So ended it up suffering and suffering. And what happens is like each time you do that, each time you repeat it, you're yet again in another job that's not working for you. Your confidence drops lower because you think you are the problem. Because here you are again in a perfectly good job, perfectly good salary, and you're unhappy. Right. It's, it's, What's wrong with me? <laughs> exactly. And and ultimately with coaching, what I really help people is find what's right with them. You know, what's right with them and, and why they are just brilliant and perfect the way they are, but they need to find something that fits them versus trying to, you know, fit into something. It's just, um, I, I love using the analogy of clothing. You know, we all have a piece of clothing. I mean, hopefully. Most people have a piece of clothing that just feels like a skin, you know, that feeling where it's like, oh, it just, I, I feel great in this. I feel confident in this. I, I love this outfit. It, it feels, you know, it feels wonderful. And then we also have sometimes either we've had, or maybe we still have them in our closet, those clothes that just don't fit, you know, and you end up feeling awful in them. And so it's exactly the same thing with a job when it's not for you, when it doesn't fit, it's not going to feel right, you know, so that's just what it is. And so essentially, if you are currently, you know, to the listeners, if you are currently in that kind of job situation, so it's not that you are wrong, it's just the wrong fit. Right, right. It's, that's what it is. But going out there and just trying another garment randomly <laughs> is not going to solve the problem. It's actually you have to figure out what is it that's truly right for you. What's the garment that's actually going to really clothe you well. The second step is start looking for what you naturally enjoy. And this does not have to be career related at all. So start noticing, oh, I love walking my dog. Or, oh, I enjoy spending time with my son. Or, oh, I love looking at the spring flowers. Whatever it is, you know, just start noticing the things that naturally bring you joy. And so this is a very, very important step. And you can take that by yourself. And of course, often when you do take that step and look at the things that, you know, notice the things that you enjoy naturally, most people discard it right away and say, well, but I can't make money doing that. I can't make money looking at flowers. I can't make money walking my dog. It's like, right. and so then they say, oh, say, scrap this, you know. However, um, so I often find like, and this is through the coaching process. And again, I don't expect you to do this on your own because that is heavy lifting. That is really difficult to figure the um, conversion from what you enjoy naturally to what that could be in a career to that out is really difficult so don't don't go that far but just start noticing the things that you naturally enjoy and mm -hmm. while you're at it give them just a little bit more space yes if you love walking your dog why don't you go up twice a day versus just once or things like that you know just increasing the amount of joy 
that you can, you know, that you can fill your life with. And I know, again, that can sometimes be a stretch because when you're already drained from work, you come home super tired, you want to do is walk your dog, even though you know it's going to bring you joy. So it takes, it takes a little bit of uh, discipline to get yourself to do things that you know bring you joy. So then start filling your cup with joy. Um, so that's the second step. And, and actually, by the way, I just want to mention, because occasionally these things that we think can't possibly, you know, be career material actually end up being career material. So one of my clients, for example, Carrie Ann Duell here um, in Victoria, well, she, um, she decided to, um, to start a dog walking business because she loves, you know, being with dogs. And she actually just casually started it on the side, not thinking that it would, you know, really go anywhere. Well, three years in business now, and now she has several employees <laughs> and it's thriving, you know, she loves being with the animals all day. And so it, sometimes you actually end up doing that. You know, those those moments of joy end up becoming your career. It doesn't have to be, but it can be. So it's like, don't scrap it, <laughs> you know? And sometimes it's more it's more indirect, the translation. But it's, I just wanted to share that. It can actually happen that, that you stop on it. Uh, thirdly, start practicing some kind of mindfulness. And this is, uh, it's sort of along the lines with, with joy, but because it's, it's, we essentially need to bring ourselves into the present moment. Mm. Sometimes, well, we're thinking about the weekend, we're thinking about the next month, we're thinking about the retirement, we're like far out in the future, or we're like, you know, about something that happened yesterday. So it's really arriving in the here and now is really the only time where we can make those changes. And that's why I include, uh, you know, mindfulness in my coaching. And I also would like to share in regards to mindfulness, while I was, you know, again, 16 years ago, while I was stuck in that job that just wasn't right for me. Well, I, I had a big discovery. And that was that I actually, you know, got my ideas and my inspiration and also my renewal when I just, you know, got up off my chair and walked to the washroom. It's kind of but it's like you're you're stuck there you glued to the desk and so then I thought oh how could I do more of that and so I started integrating really short what I call them mini retreats into my daily life essential mm. moments of mindfulness and whether that was indeed just walking down the ha hallway going to the washroom or whether it was you know walking up and down some stairs going outside to smell some flowers like very short breaks and that's when I started feeling less drained by the end of the day. And that's when I had the energy to reach out to a coach and work through all this. Like, what is my, you know, what is, what does my inner wisdom actually has to tell me? And what is my answer to this question of like, who am I supposed to be when I grow up? It, it's, so, it's like all like these mini retreats, it seems so simple, but they were actually very instrumental for me, helping me find my way out of this stuck place. And so I, you know, later, once I started my business, I, I thought, you know, and also I was, I was introducing my clients to mini retreats. I thought I would like to share this with the world. And so I created the book, The Mini Retreat Solution. I actually like this, you know, how you were talking about it, because 
on the one hand, it sounds very counterintuitive, right? So for the person who is feeling stuck and feeling very unhappy at their job, you know, I could just imagine someone would be hearing this and going, mindfulness, I need to figure out what my next step is, right? I need to apply myself to finding the solution. And I need to, you know, think about it. And what you're saying is that sometimes it's almost like we have to prepare ourselves to hear that inner wisdom, because when we are so intense in the finding and the looking, we don't hear what, you know, what's actually inside us that's trying to speak to us. And I know it sounds kind of woo-woo, but yeah. Yes, no, but it is true. And that's also why I, most of the time when I start a coaching conversation with my client, first I guide them, you know, to feel their feet, to notice their breath, to take a few deep breaths and to feel their core and notice, you know, what's the intention for the call. And so we start accessing the inner wisdom right at the beginning of the call you know, getting them into a more mindful place. So use it all the time in my coaching, but it is one of those things that people can start on their own, you know, the mindfulness practice. And it also, I mean, you know, I call it mindfulness practice and mini retreats, but it, it, um, you can call it whatever you like. (laughs) So it's like, it doesn't have to be that it could be, okay, I'm doing my stretches or I'm, you know, I'm running up and down stairs or like it, it, Whatever it is for you that gets you out of, you know, out of your head for a moment so that you really inhabit your body, you come back to your desk, you continue on your work, these mini breaks in your day, like, you know, between 30 seconds and sometimes, you know, 10 minutes, but, you know, whatever your schedule allows is like, if you take them consistently, you will feel less drained by the end of the day and you will have the energy to that it takes, you know, to work with a coach to actually find your true solution. Now we hear this word holistic or the phrase mind, body, spirit all the time now. These words and phrases are part of today's lexicon and they have been applied across diverse topics from medicine to self-care to how we eat, working out, etc., So I asked Julia why she uses an integrated mind-body-spirit approach to career coaching. It brings me back to the whole notion of career clarity being something, being a career that truly fits you and that where you can truly show up as who you are, as your true self authentically and so on. And, um, And because that's the goal we're after, to find you a career that fits you perfectly and that where you can thrive and where you can be yourself. That's also why we need to uh, approach the whole coaching in a very holistic way and have mm-hmm. all of you present in the coaching so that, that you can find that because it's, it's like if you, if you are not connected with you are, who you are, if you don't know yourself, then how can you find something that fits you? Right. You know, again, it's like going to the store. If you don't know your sizing, you know, <laughs> you go to the rack and, I'll, you know, and I'm an extra small and I pull up the, you know, extra large. It's not going to fit, you know? So it's like, I mean, this is, I'm exaggerating, but it's essentially that. It's it, if you, if you don't, if you don't really have a sense of who you truly are and an appreciation for who you truly are, then you're not going to find what truly fits you. 
And so that's why I go about this in a very holistic way, including your body, your mind, and your spirit. Because ultimately, what I believe is the spirit or the soul comes into this life with a specific mission. We care and we have purpose. But the biggest piece is like finding that purpose, you know, and getting clear on what is that. And um, the truth is that the purpose is something that you just can lose yourself in where you feel like, you know, you, you, it doesn't necessarily feel like work. You could do it even if you weren't paid. Like those are the kinds of things that, that are a true sign. Oh, you are on purpose. <laughs> And so, so it's, again, it's like really looking, like peeling back the layers and noticing these things. And so the body, you know, why am I, you know, so excited or so, um, um, why, why do I find it so important to work with the body and to get to know your body is because it has a lot of wisdom. It has a lot of information for you. We are actually receiving messages from our bodies all the time. So, and just a quick test, you know, just think about a challenge at work, you know, maybe a challenge that you're facing currently. And so as you're thinking about it, just notice what are the sensations in your body? Is it that your shoulders just went up and you're like all tense in your back or is, do you have a clenched stomach or, and, and it could be all kinds of things, but it's like, notice what is your body telling you as you're thinking about this. That's the connection, body, mind. And so, uh, you know, perversely, like if you are thinking about spending your weekend with your sweetheart, most likely you're going to have a different sensation. In your, you know, you might have some butterflies in your stomach or you may feel all lighthearted or so it's like different sensations. And so as we are exploring this, um, what is the career that's truly right for you, it's very important to listen to those sensations and notice them and translate them into the right action. You know, whether this job or this career or this employee or this team is for you or not. You will the body signals. So just a couple more questions, if you don't mind. One, I would like for you to repeat the book, your book that you've written, um, if you wouldn't mind telling us a little bit about it, but also if there is another book that you might recommend for our listeners. Yes. So the book is The Mini Retreat Solution, How to Relax Anytime, Anywhere, <laughs> including in the job you hate. <laughs> so that's the key. And it is essentially a smorgasbord of all kinds of different ideas of what you can do in, as I said, you know, 30 seconds to 10 minutes, what you can fit into your workday before, after, during. And it also entails um, essentially, it, it's like a little uh, self-coaching of like how to actually make these mini retreats a daily habit. Because when you make them a daily habit, that's when you're going to get the benefits of, you know, you feel less drained at the end of your workday, relationships start improving, and you have more energy, and then you can truly launch on your journey of figuring out what it is that you truly want to do and, and find uh, the place where, where you, you know, where you belong. Oh, um, yeah. So that is, again, my book, The Mini Retreat Solution. And it's, all, it's available on Amazon. It's available on my website. 
And uh, so my website is juliajames.ca. And um, yeah, and you asked about another book and I, I would like to uh, recommend another book. And it is by Teach Natan, who is one of my, yeah, my teachers. I really consider him one of my teachers. He is um, an amazing, amazing Buddhist monk um, um, who really, yeah, just um, lives, um, yeah, just so deeply lives his truth. It's, it's inspiring. And, uh, and the title of the book, this is his newest book, um, and it is called The Art of Living. I, I love it and I actually am reading it currently for the second time and I'm finding new gems all the time and he is truly um, very inspiring. And if you if you decide to read it, I recommend reading it very slowly, you know, savoring, you know, one chapter at a time because it's, it's deep messages and um, it really wants to be integrated in your life. So uh, that's my second recommendation. You mentioned already, you know, your website. I was wondering anywhere else that people can find you. Where else can people find you online? You can also find me on on Facebook. And I actually have a Facebook group that mm -hmm. is a closed group. But again, if you are on your path, if you are looking to find your career clarity, you're welcome to join that community. And it is called Career Clarity Community. Yeah, that's a really wonderful, also another step that you can take to join that community and to be in touch with other people who are looking for their calling and looking for a place where they can truly thrive. So what do you think, my friend? Does an integrated mind-body-spirit approach to figuring out your career path resonate with you? Hit me up on Instagram and let me know. You can find me at Blazer on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. Now that about wraps it up for this episode. You can find the links in the show notes at secondbreaks.com forward slash episode 97. Thank you so much for listening and being with me for a few minutes today. I will be back next week with a new topic and a new guest to help inspire and motivate you to step into the future you want. Until then, keep on making your dent, my friend. Cool beans.